What's up, Q's fans? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Locked on Syracuse podcast. I'm Tyler Rocky. I've got Tim Leonard with me. We've got a lot to get to today when we talk to Malcolm Folk, the second verbal commit in this orange class of 2021. That's coming up in just a second. But first, be sure to check us out everywhere online to get all the latest orange info you'll get all the updates from the podcast we throw some fun games out there as well so check us out on twitter at lo underscore syracuse you can also get to tim and myself at tim underscore leonard four and myself at tyler aki underscore we've got a lot of fun for you on the podcast today as i mentioned malcolm folk the second commit in this class of 2021 for the su football team so let's get to it here's malcolm folk all right, pleased to be joined now on the phone by the second commit in the Syracuse class of 2021. It's Malcolm Folk. Malcolm, thanks so much for hanging with us here on the Locked on Syracuse podcast. First, before we get into any of the football stuff, how are you and your family doing during this time? Uh, we're doing well. Um, got online classes, uh, parents that work from, from home, so uh, everyone's doing well right now. I saw your dad has been posting some videos of you working out kind of on the street and kind of making do with what you have. How have you personally been passing the time and trying to stay in shape? Uh, yeah, so I'm working out every day. You know, obviously with no, the gyms aren't open. So I've been doing a lot of push-ups and core work and supply metrics as well. Obviously, um, I found a local park where I get some field work in and then my neighborhood as well. So. Yeah, Tim and I are both kind of scrawny guys, so we might have to have you send us a little <laughs> bit of a workout routine for after this. Um, so interesting. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So interesting situation we're in right now. And I guess I want to know for you, because I feel like everyone's answer is different, but everyone has an answer to this question. Do you remember what you were doing, where you were, the day that the world kind of stopped when – whether it's the night of everything happening with Rudy Gobert or it's the next day when all these basketball tournaments and the NCAA tournament was, was getting canceled. Do you remember what you were doing the day the world kind of stopped in your eyes? Um, yeah. So it was, I remember so clearly. So I think we were, I think we were in school and the, and the school, I was in my last period science class and, uh, my my classmate got an email from the head of school and it said the school was going to be closing because of the virus and like he like screamed it in front of the whole class and 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 everybody was like going on the emails and and we and we, and we all got the same emails and everybody was like what like was going crazy and then after after my last class i walked out the classroom into the hallway and it, it was just going like dessert like Everyone was like going crazy, and then <laughs> that day was the first day of spring sports. So they have the cross oh. games for 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 boys and girls, and you know all the seniors were like pretty upset, and, and and they were all like crying and stuff. So it was it was it was pretty sad, you know, just to see like those seniors, you know, they had to play their first and last game of that season that day. So it was pretty crazy. <laughs> So you're a track athlete. That's obviously a spring sport. How did it feel to kind of have that taken away from you for this upcoming season? Um, yeah, it was it was pretty rough, you know, because I, I've been 
training, you know, pretty much after basketball season ended. Uh, I, I was pretty close to breaking the, the school record this year for both 100 and the 200. So that's something I definitely wanted to accomplish. But obviously I couldn't do that. So it was it was pretty tough. But, you know, I kind of just want to make sure the, the, the guys that were seniors were okay because, you know, I can imagine you know, during this time and, 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 and not having a chance to play my senior year, that would have been pretty rough for me. So. Yeah, it's crazy times, man. So I guess the obvious question here is, why Syracuse? Uh, you committed pretty recently here. Um, what has been your mindset throughout this recruiting process, and why did Syracuse ultimately stand out for you? Um, yeah, you know, you know, Syracuse is, has 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 always been a top school of mine. You know, since this process started, you know, I've been up there about three or four times over the course of this recruiting process, and you know, it just it's just you know, kind of felt like home. You know, they're great academics, you know, they play ACC football, you know, I've built a great relationship with the staff over the years, you know, I've been up there like three times, so I kind of got a good feel of the school, you know, and, and, and once they offered me, you know, it, it was pretty hard to, to turn down because, you know, um, CDP has, has, has always been at the top of my list, so that's, that's kind of where I, I was at committing. So Coach Monroe, Coach Lynch, those are two of the guys that were heavy on your recruitment. Can you give us a little bit of an, an inside look? What is their pitch, and how do they sell you on a program like Syracuse? Uh, well, starting with Monroe, uh, he, he – so I, I kind of worked with them at the camps, you know, last year in my freshman year, so I kind of got a good feel for him, you know, once he – once he offered me, you know, he, he he really sold me. So, you know, they got a new uh, defensive staff this year, and they won the, the 3-3-5 defense. You know, he, he really sold me on that rover spot because, you know, it's 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 a spot where you have to cover, like, a D-back but also play in the box like like a, an outside linebacker. So that's kind of what he's been selling me on throughout this process. And it's just like the whole family, you know, atmosphere um, of the school. That's kind of what both he and Coach Flynn have been, have been preaching to me you know, the, the most. So. You mentioned Coach White there. Uh, have you gotten a chance to meet him in person through this? I have not met him in person, but okay. I have talked before yeah. So what what's he like through the times that you've interacted with him? Because for Syracuse fans, we don't really know much about him right now. Obviously, since he's a new addition to the staff. Yeah, he's he's very high energy guy. Very high energy. Very passionate. I could tell that by talking to him. He's very passionate about what he does. You know, he he also emphasizes the importance of family. You know, and and all that good stuff. All that good stuff. So he's a pretty good guy for sure. Yeah, and even. Stuff like that. I know you haven't met him in person, but you've obviously talked to him through a Zoom conference. So that stuff still goes through the the computer screen or or the phone. So that that's promising to hear. Uh, I got a question about the timing of your commitment. You, you committed earlier in April. Did the pandemic and coronavirus did that at all impact the timing of your commitment? Uh no, not really. I mean, once I got the offer, you know, it was I it was I was 
already just it, it was kind of hard to, to to turn down for me. You know, Syracuse has always been you know like a really top school of mine. So you know they they checked all the boxes for me. So I was like, why wait and just commit when I felt ready to? I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. So. Yeah. A lot of these kids now that are going to be entering this uh, recruiting process, whether they're getting into it in the summer or or whatnot, they might have some uh, some meetings with teams, and they might never actually visit the school. And and just hearing some things that some coaches say, some of them like the fact that you can actually, or they don't like the fact that people will commit without visiting the school. Others are fine with it. But I think the whole thing with Dino Babers that I kind of gather is this whole belief without evidence that he's preached to Syracuse fans for so long. Now we're kind of going to see that in this whole recruiting process. Do you think Dino's a guy who feels comfortable having a guy commit even though they did not necessarily visit the campus? Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really sure, to be honest. I mean, I have no idea, but I know that the guys that have committed, they've been up there before, like myself, Terry, and then Josh that committed last week. So for you now, you enter kind of this new defensive scheme once you do get to Syracuse, this 3-3-5, and I know a lot of people have been talking about you playing the rover position in that defense. Why do you think the rover position is a good fit for you? Um, yeah, because, you know, the rover is a pretty unique spot. Um, you basically have to be able to cover like a like a, uh, a safety, you know, covering slots. And then you also have to be able to play in the box and help with run fits. You know, I think that Bex, like, amplifies my skill set because um, I feel like I can, I can run with any slot and cover with any slot. But I'm also big enough to come down and uh, hit the running back. At the backfield. So. so we've got a question now for you because this three-three-five defense is a new concept. You don't necessarily see it as a, a primary defense in the NFL, but it has gotten more and more prevalent in college. For guys like Tim and I, who did not play the sport at a, at a high level, can you explain the the main takeaways that Syracuse fans should know about a three-three-five defense? Um, three, three, five, you know, it, it, it adds an extra defensive back on the field. So you can do play a lot of coverage with that. You can play man, you can play cover three, cover four, or what have you. Um, you know, it, it's, 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 it, it could definitely help with, with covering spray offenses. Um, for sure. That's kind of like the main takeaway from it. Yeah. It's interesting. You bring up the whole spread offense thing there because, I mean, just the way we're seeing football across the board, it's becoming more and more of a passing league. Is that the the main reason why you think that this is becoming more and more prevalent? Like, is this going to have some difficulty stopping a run? Um, I don't think so. It just, I guess, it depends on like the formation of of, of the offense and 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 what coverage he calls. You know, especially with with me playing the rover, I think it's going to. I rely heavily on me, you know, to to be able to to recognize whether it's a run or a pass, and then get to the ball. If it's a run or if it's a pass, get to my zone drop or my man. So, quick timeout to hear from our friends at Postmates. Hey Tim, 
If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch, or maybe while you're eating breakfast, who knows? Although we don't eat breakfast, but you exactly. should still order from Postmates if you do like breakfast. I love food, that's why I love using Postmates, but I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without even leaving the house or even opening the door. And given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now, when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. There's literally no better time to use Postmates than right now. They got Postmates pickup as well, which I've been using a lot to order takeout for my favorite restaurants. You can get more than just burgers and sushis too. They can make your life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. This app, if there's ever a time to use Postmates, it's right now, Ty. Yeah, and you know what? I've been on a little bit of a gummy bears kick lately, so hey, the Walgreens and 7-Eleven certainly coming in handy for me right now. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 $100? Holy cow. $100. $100. Yes, you heard that right. A free delivery credit for your first seven days. I didn't know they are giving out that much. Hey, it's Postmates, man. They're, they're doing it big during the quarantine, all right? To start your free deliveries, the download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100. That's a Benjamin of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Syracuse has brought in a lot of talent in the defensive backs room recently. Andre Sisco, Trill Williams, two guys that I guess you might not get to see in your time at Syracuse, but did seeing them succeed and develop at Syracuse have any impact on your decision to come to Syracuse? Oh, 100%. Uh, you know, my whole my goal is to, is to go to the NFL. Um, so that's, that, that was a big piece for me, just – just seeing how Coach Monroe developed those guys into in, into NFL prospects is that's kind of what I want to be. So, have you gotten a chance to meet Andre Cisco or Trill Williams at all through your visits or anything? I feel like I, I think I think last camp I worked with Trill. Trill was in one of my stations, and I kind of talked to him sure. a little bit, but like not 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 in depth really. So I know you were at the Wake Forest game when he stripped the ball and took it to the house to seal it in overtime. We actually just did one of our, our top five moments of the year, and that made both of our lists. Certainly a cool moment for you, but what was your reaction when you saw a play like that? Like, How hyped is a guy like you who's there as a recruit on a visit? Uh, I was pretty stoked. You know, I was on my feet along with the whole stadium, just like going crazy. You know, it's kind of happened so fast, and then, then he's 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 run down the field. It was pretty crazy. The whole stadium was like lit up. It was it was definitely pretty cool to to be there in person to see that. So if Andre goes pro after this season, whenever they do play, now there might be kind of a gap at the safety position. Why do you think you could be a player that could come in and start right away and maybe make that transition a little bit more seamless? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think I. I bring the whole, you know, skill set, you know, just my my, my size, uh, you know, my speed, you know, and I think my IQ, you know, I think I really know the game and can really pick up on the playbook and just, you know, be like a, a leader out there on the field. Have you watched a lot of Andre play? Uh, 
I have um, besides you know the game of Wake Forest. You know, I, I watch some some cut ups of his film, just just seeing you know how he plays the game on YouTube and stuff like that. So. What are some things you're going to work on on your game, or some areas where you can improve before you get to Syracuse? Um, just kind of the main thing for me is is being more of a vocal leader. Um, I, I've always led by example, but I'm a, this year I'm trying to be more vocal um, in that way, just trying to make sure the guys are pumped up for the game and and all that good stuff. So. So looking forward to your next high school season, I mean, high school football is one of those things where they're not basing their decision to play on revenue and stuff like that. They're basing it on, are these kids in school? Are they practicing and stuff like that? Based on any conversations that you've had with your high school coaches, do you think there will be a season next year? Um, I think so. Um, They're pretty optimistic about everything. I think they will. Uh, there will be for sure. I hope there is for your sake. I mean, that'd be a bummer to miss out on that last year for you. I know you play both sides of the ball in high school. You played some running backs and wide receiver growing up. You played some linebacker. When did you realize that safety was maybe your best position? I guess so. So probably so. I, like I said uh, before, um, I played linebacker like my whole life, and then high school I kind of started playing corner, and you know I was pretty. I I, I kind of love playing corner. I kind of love just the just the challenge of of guarding you know the, the other team's best player, um, and then I kind of outgrew the, the 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 corner spot, so I started playing safety this year, and you know the one thing about safety is like. I guess you're more involved in the game because you, you're because I played in the box. I was able to help with the run, but but I also you know kind of play man to man defense in the guard slot. So I guess the main thing for me was just being more involved. You know the contact part of it. You know being able to be more involved in the run game, but then also being able to cover you know slot receivers in that way. So. So you're a three-sport athlete. That's one of the things I really like about you, and especially at the safety position, that can be so crucial. Uh, Also a track and basketball player. We we hit on the track stuff, but have there been any conversations with some of these other coaches? Because I know with football, sometimes you get guys that run track. Sometimes you – I mean, we've seen it at Syracuse where guys have walked onto the basketball team or thought about walking onto the basketball team. Have you thought about maybe trying out another sport while you're at Syracuse? Uh, kind of. I mean, to be honest, you know, um, I think I could run track and play football. Um, I've definitely thought about it, but I haven't really, like, I brought it up to any other coaches or anything like that. So, All right, fun stuff there with Malcolm. We'll do it again tomorrow on the Wednesday edition of the Locked on Syracuse podcast. Part two, going to get into some of his professional football fandom, what he thought of the NFL draft, and also what he's looking forward to most about playing at Syracuse. And we'll get to all of that and more in the rapid fire section of the podcast and our conversation with Malcolm Folk tomorrow. So for Tim and Malcolm, I'm Tyler. We will talk to you with Malcolm once again tomorrow. Tomorrow.